used to be. There used to be Hello and welcome along to another episode of the Mild Mannered Army podcast, a very short episode this time around. I'm joined by three of the members of Miss June, arguably one of the finest new bands on the scene. The scene? Do people talk about the scene anymore? I'm not sure. I've got a funny feeling that makes me sound very old, which is no bad thing really because at least it's honest i am very old anyway i was joined by the three boys to talk about their debut album bad luck party their tour of the uk the musical influences and uh, the conversation starts with some discussion about the scottish diet okay enjoy bye well we we have a tendency to deep fry everything from chocolate bars to wild animals if if we can deep fry it we will deep fry it What's the weirdest deep fried thing you've ever eaten? Uh, I I once ate a deep fried Mars bar and within 24 hours had appendicitis. Now I'm not a doctor, so I don't know that those two things are connected. But oh you know, but, as as our American cousins would say, you do the math. So what is that? Is that a is that a deep fried Mars bar? Is what a Scottish breakfast, a lunch? Yeah, it sounds a like dessert? a sounds like a 4 p.m. after school, you know, little little snack for us boys from New Zealand. There are there are no rules for these things in Scotland, boys. There are no, <laughs> there are no rules. It's you know it, yeah, just any time, any place. You'll see. I'll I'll take you to a nice fish and chip shop while you're here, and you can have something Ooh. deep fried that shouldn't be deep fried. Great. Well, okay. Well, I'll, I'll I'll force myself to not get any fish and chips until then. The first thing that I would say to you guys is the album Bad Luck Party is incredible, absolutely incredible. So oh, huge thank congratulations. You. Thank you so much. Really appreciate the love. Well, you know, one of the things that I I wrote about it was that it struck me that we're living in quite an unusual time for music. You know, we have. Uh, People who are entering the music business whose sole purpose seems to be to get onto some kind of Sunday morning chill playlist. And while there's room in the world for ironic acoustic cover versions of Miley Cyrus's Wrecking Ball, <laughs> it's, it's nice to hear a band who genuinely seem, to my ears, it seems like you are driven by something other than that. It seems like what you are doing means something to you. Am I in the right ballpark? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, of course. Like, I mean, for, personally, for me, like, you know, I don't do me. I never started music or do music now for nobody else but me. You know, like, I'm only trying to. I mean, even when I go on stage or write a song, it's like I'm only trying to impress one person, that, and that's me. You know. I feel like also it's Chris here. Um, Hi, Chris, the bass player. Um, I feel like we also um, all use our music is, is a good emotional release, um, especially while we're on stage and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, a form of Quite cathartic. Yeah. Um, you know, just playing ex- extremely loud music and, and um, throwing our bodies on, around and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, so like, yeah, so in that sense, of like, when we do make music, again, we're just, it's just all about what it means to us. And that way, you know, maybe it does come across as, like, quite personal sometimes. And it is personal, you know. It is scary putting it out there, and it is a personal experience that we're sharing with the world.
funny you say that. One of the the songs, there's there's three or four songs that I wanted to talk about in particular from the album, and one of those is Two Hits. Mm-hmm. And that seems to have more in common with, well, I, I should maybe start by saying, if, if you go through all of the things that have been written about Miss June, there is a list of bands that you are either compared to or put in the same room as. You, yeah. Sonic Youth, La Tigre, Bikini Kill, Huggy Bear, Voodoo Queens, Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's, The Go-Go's, Joy Division, <laughs> Courtney Love, Joan oh, Jett, yeah. Meredith yeah. Graves, Nirvana. Like, it's this enormous list. And yet, what's really interesting is that there are real visceral differences between the sounds on the album. That There are things that are really loud and very fast, but there are also moments that are much more melodic much more introverted um so for me there's like a there's a lovely contrast between something like two hits which seems much more indebted to some of those riot girl bands particularly bikini kill and huggy bear and then something like um i don't know maybe anomaly which mm-hmm. is sad and then bursts into this kind of angry very emotional outburst at other points is is that a deliberate thing to have the album with those contrasts or do the songs just arrive and you just go with that? Um, I think we, we just go with it really. Someone will, when we're writing a song, someone will bring in an idea and then um, we'll develop it all together. However, it is um, really important in my opinion to um, have a lot of contrast within an album or with, within a set list. Otherwise people are going to get bored, you know, or if we're playing if all of the songs are, are like two hits during our set, it can get a bit intense for an audience member um, to, to take part, you know. It's... I do everything for a reason, even if the reason is fucking you up, then I call everything like I see it. You know that I'm always gonna call your bluff. TV, please be one, two, be me. I just wanna sit and drink my coffee. You wanna be original, you wanna be a success, you wanna be cool, well, it's not that easy. I feel like I see lots of bands around the place who have about three songs um, that they play over and over again, you know, like um, there might be 10 songs in the set, but they all sound the same. So it's really important not to um, box yourself in to, to one particular sound um, and to have a bit of variety. So my thoughts on that personally, I mean, because we all have different thoughts on like how we do it, but my thoughts are more just like, you know, a person isn't just like one style. Because I, I, again, I, I personally don't think about the audiences as much as Chris does. I just think about me because I'm selfish. But like, <laughs> you know, you know, Chris is thinking about set lists and about how the crowd's gonna react. But I'm just more about me. Like, when I think about it, it's like, like we, like, a, like a person is. We just have different. Like, when I'm not just all punk rock. I also listen to like, you know, the Sunday Chill playlist. I also do listen to like, you know, um, you know, Ben Howard or like Jack Johnson and stuff like that. You know, it's, it's, that goes with yeah, all of us. As exactly. Well. We have such eclectic taste that when we write songs, we just want to write songs that we love and enjoy. We listen to radio here, but then we also love uh, Dillinger Escape and I love Mastodon. You know, I love um, you know all that heavy metal stuff. So it's like I, we've got such an eclectic taste that it all just comes out together, and we never sort of again box ourselves, and we never try and like put restrictions on. This is the type of music we are. This is what Miss June is, and try and make this type of music. We just sort of let the ideas flow, and whatever comes out, we, and if we like it, we like it, and we just keep it, you know? Because it's still authentically us, we feel. 
I, th- I think I think there's definitely something in that, June. I mean, when when I listened to the album the first couple of times, I found it really difficult to say what kind of music I was listening to. Mm-hmm. I, I, I couldn't put it into a box, right? I couldn't say, well, this is a metal record or this is a Riot Girl record or this is a post-punk record. And, and sometimes that was even the case in songs. But I mean, I mentioned um, Anomaly a second ago. Th- that is a song that, that veers across genres within the space of two and a half, three minutes. And mm-hmm. I, th- I think you're right. It really makes it much more interesting. It, it it forces you to engage with the the music and the lyrics in a much more um, passionate, a much more intimate way than if it's just the same thing being repeated ad infinitum, like Chris was saying. Mm. You all clearly listen to lots of different music, but I wonder if you could maybe say something, each of you, about who were the first bands, the first records that you really kind of fell in love with, the ones that made you kind Ooh, of connect with music? Um, I guess off the top of my head, um, a couple bands that I really enjoy, uh, the Minchicks. Um, they're, they're, record, they're a New Zealand band. Um, and their record, Craziest Dumb No, was pretty eye-opening, um, along with their earlier record, Fuck the Golden Youth, which I, I got into maybe a few years ago. Radiohead as well has been a, a long-standing personal influence of mine, and the, the rest of the band members have, have more recently um, tapped into that gold mine. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've got so many, but my most iconic record that I remember, the first one that I listened to that like made me be like, I love this, I love this stuff, I want to do it for life. Was Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction? I'm like a dirty old-school rock and roller, you know, you know, the dirtier the better. Cheesier the better, you know. <laughs> Wonderful. So, uh, yeah, so that's what I grew up on. And for me, like listening to that record, it's just like, you know, it's melodic and punk rock. It's got that if you attitude, like. And um, on top of that, like I was skating at the time, and then you know, I remember my friend and I listened to that album from back to finish. Um, you know, I'm just being like, fuck the fuck the skating bullshit. That shit is too physical. Let's just become musicians and get chicks. <laughs> Dude, I thought skating would pick me up chicks, but skating didn't pick me up chicks. Music didn't pick me up, chicks. Maybe it's me, you know. Sometimes you gotta sniff your own shoes, you know. And at the same time, I'm not gonna lie, my music, like, the way I'll, we play music, is so physical. I'm probably yeah. more fucked up because of it, you know. I wonder about, um, like, if you go back even further than that, I'm always interested to find out about, you know, what was happening in people's homes. Like, what were the records that your parents were playing when you were a kid? You know, what what, what was your musical heritage? My dad used to listen to ACDC a whole lot. 
Um, they're they're classic. Are um, they Scottish? Like, no, nah, they're Australian. Um, and what? Uh, my mum fucking loves um ABBA. When when I was a little kid, like three or four, I used to uh, Mamma Mia used to be my favourite song. Um, it's also his favourite movie. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they're they're a great band um, ever. Their, their songwriting is like actually incredible. You know what's coming now. You know that when you come to Edinburgh in a few days, there has to be an ABBA cover in the set. ABBA cover. Which song do you, you want to hear? We'll try our best. I don't know. I mean, I, I I think the listening public deserve to hear Miss June doing like, oh, I don't know, Fernando. I mean, just. To answer your question, um, Paul, personally, um, I, I'm, I'm Korean, so my parents just listen, um, you know, grew up listening to K-pop and K-ballads, you know, like, so, like, I, you know, I didn't really have much, like, rock and roll in my life, to be honest, yeah. growing up, or, like, I think one thing that I do remember was my dad had an um, Elvis CD, and I used to listen oh, to, uh, to listen to yeah, yeah, I Can't Stop Falling in Love, and, like, um, Suspicious Minds was a big one. With Suspicious Minds, we can't go out together. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm clearing the room. Sorry yeah. about that. I just Chris just hit <laughs> John's me. really embarrassing. Yeah. Chris just hit me in the arm side and just poked me and said stop. So I have another uh, question for you about something quite specific, and that is um, the video for Best Girl. people who haven't seen it you, you need to find your way to youtube and you need to find miss june best girl it's a great little video because on the surface it looks like your kind of standard rock and roll video right here's the band they're playing their song but yep. several things happen in that video which like my other big obsession is film right so several things happen in that video which are examples i think of what um, a, a film theorist or a linguist, a guy called Roland Barth, called enigmatic coding. In other words, things happen that make you ask questions and force you to keep watching. So, first of all, let's talk about Tigerface. Who, who the hell is Tigerface, and why is he in the video? Now, this is these are kind of difficult questions yeah, for us I'll, to answer because um, the director the, yeah, we we had a director for the video, Chalita Collins, and and workmate Bridget. <laughs> who kind of came up with the whole concept and dressed their friend up in a tiger face. The main kind of driver behind the video really is like we wanted, like you said, lots of little interesting 
interesting things yeah, to happen. Yeah, WTF um, factor. And, and for it to get weirder and weirder as the video goes on, um, as as I'm sure you saw. And um, yeah. But we also wanted it to be real, like uh, represent the um, Kiwianness of it, you know. Yeah, no, we yeah. really wanted to show off like a classic Kiwi um, backyard, classic Kiwi like house. Um, you know, like Tom's car is yeah, in the video Tom's getting car. wrecked. You yeah, know, exactly. I'm just in my channel. And at the same time, we wanted to really show off our own personalities, where it's like, you know, like we just wanted to show what we do, like when we actually play. You know, so that's what we sort of aim for. Well, it's I mean, it's the interesting thing about the video is that it's a huge amount of fun, right? I mean, these these songs that you write and the lyrics are at times almost unbearable right i mean they are so raw and they are so political both the personal political and the kind of global political i guess you know but they're also very funny in places there's a great line and again i go back to anomaly i think it's probably my favorite song on the album about um build me a bridge to help me get over it i can't swim i broke both of my legs trying to find some common ground right which is both you know kind of achingly painful but also really funny right this idea of you know breaking your legs trying to find common ground you know you put so much effort into it but there's a there's a line in best girl where it talks about anarchy can only be about a girl there's lines about you know um oh, which song is it now oh there's great oh it's double negative there's that great line about i met a man who told me he was my dad so it seems to me like the video playing these kind of little jokes these little moments that happen helps you to deal with some of the emotional power of the songs as well or maybe i'm reading too much into it it's always up to you i personally think up to the um hearer's interpretation but like in, in saying that how can you know self-deprecation at least for me or like a uh, humor is such a good tool to get over you know uh, a, a trauma trauma or like emotional or like hardships in your life and especially for me i use you know humor a lot in order to deal with things so I know, humor's the best medicine, you know? Well, I think probably my favourite moment in the video is when uh, Tom appears and writes S-U-X underneath Miss June. So we get Miss June sucks on the front of his band kit. And that seems like the ultimate act of self-deprecation. Correct, correct. I mean, all our Instagram tags are I hate Miss June, hashtag fuck Miss June. It's called I, uh, I hate Miss June, you know, and it's like Miss June sucks is on our drum kit. We played that when we did our um, homecoming show. For our album release show, we had that same drum kit, and it said Miss June Suck. Yeah. You know, like, personally, like me, I'm a very, like, self-deprecating guy, like, because it's funny. And I mean, and, I, and also, how can you laugh yeah. at someone who can't laugh at yourself? Um, so it's like, you know, and plus, on top of that, like, I think it's such a, like, for me, it was cool, because it's like, if people hate Miss June, they type it on the internet. They go, I hate Miss June. Our Instagram pops up. And if they go, fuck <laughs> Miss June, our Instagram pops up. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, and then stuff like that, where it's like, there's hate mail bring it on to us, you know, the more the better, you know, I think any, any kind of attention is good attention, whether it be good or bad. Well, what was it John Lydon said when he was in public image, anger is an energy, right? Um, look, and you can, you can use that right? energy. Well, look, guys, I, I know you're, you're very, very busy. If maybe, if you could just maybe say one more thing, and that is what can we expect when we come along to see you on your, your tour of the UK over the next week or so? Probably a couple of songs from the album, eh? <laughs> 